0: What's up, everybody? This is Tyler, the community pastor at 12th Street and one of the hosts of the ReChurch podcast. First off, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. We are so thankful for you, and we enjoy doing this, and it's such a, a joy to be a part of. Second, we want to apologize because we've had some delays in our uploading. We've had some uploading issues, but those have been corrected, so you should see a couple of podcasts pop up. Here's the thing, listen to those, give us feedback, and we are so thankful that you are listening to this. Once again, we apologize for the massive podcast dump, but that just means more podcasts for you to listen to. So enjoy the ReChurch podcast today and then going into 2021. Welcome to the ReChurch podcast. This is Tyler Armstrong, the student pastor at 12th Street Baptist Church in the University, Alabama, with our lead pastor, Thomas Winborn. We are asking the question, how can we become the church that Jesus intended What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the ReChurch Podcast. We are once again meeting in the office of the Tyler Armstrong, and I'm here with the Thomas Winborn. What's up? We're not that pretentious, man. I'm just kidding. Why?
1: You should make it sound like we are. (laughs) 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 Every time I cringe when you say the. The. Yeah. The. Well,
0: I mean, you know, I mean, I like definite articles. Yeah
1: they're not bad (laughs) they're helpful but not in this case (laughs) no not so much yeah
0: i hope y'all know that i'm just kidding all right so anyway uh we are back with the rechurch podcast gathering again so that we can be inside your ears talking to you about what it looks like to be the church that jesus intended and so we're gonna kick off the episode today with this name a song that's been drawing your heart to the lord lately
1: yeah, so last week I talked about uh, The Citizens mm-hmm. and uh, their new album, The Joy of Being, and uh, again, it's just an awesome album. And there's this song that is really upbeat, really peppy, called Only Jesus Christ, and I really enjoy it. And by the way, if you've downloaded this album already, um, they have the same album name, uh, The The Joy of Being, but it's called the like iPhone versions or something, or the phone downloads, and it's like acoustic-y like, short clips of the song. So if you like it and want to use it for worship or if you – Want to check it out? Did they really record it on it. their iPhone? I think they did during this pandemic time.
0: That's so cool.
1: Yeah. So they, so it's the iPhone downloads or whatever it's called. In fact, I'll look it up right now. But That's it's uh so it's cool. the same album, right. same songs in a different order. Yeah. But it's it's done in a way to um it's called phone demos. They're just demos of every song recorded like acoustically on a phone.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool, man. Uh, dude, I, mean, I, I told I told somebody yesterday uh, the other day. I said I am so ready for 2021 because of the artistry that's going to be coming out of these guys that, that you've been just cooped up because of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I've already watched my girl Taylor Swift drop back-to-back albums. Did you
1: catch that? He said my girl oh, Taylor dude, Swift. Oh, dude, I
0: love Taylor Swift. So when I first
1: <laughs> met Tyler, I didn't meet – I met you, but I wasn't here yet. I was yeah. en route moving here two years ago, two and a half years ago, and um, he told me he was going to a concert to see Taylor Swift, and I was like, oh, is that for your wife? And he was like, no, dog, I'm going to see Taylor Swift. <laughs> And I just kind of realized in that moment, like, oh, (laughs) that's who the student pastor is.
0: (laughs) I love Taylor Swift, man. I mean, mean, real talk, she dropped two albums that are really good albums. I mean, I think they're some of her best work during pandemic. I'm ready to see what – and and I mean, I'm just – I'm saying this. These guys got pulled their phone out. I was like, man, I just got this creative urge, you know – I'm going to write some worship songs. We're going to record this on our phone and we're going
1: to release that. That's so cool to me. Yeah. It's awesome. It's good. And I I think I like some of the versions better than the ones that are like on the main album recorded. I can't wait. I'm about to like...
0: Can we tear the album up? It's so good. I'm pausing the podcast, y'all. Thomas has got it from here on out. I'm just gonna go over here. I'm just listening. I'm kidding. So, Thomas just kind of looked at me. Like, Are you serious right now? Um, okay, so I'm gonna point you guys to something that I discovered at my previous church, at First Baptist Church of Itala. Okay, so um, a little bit of a different context. Um, obviously, you know, just I mean, it's Atala. and I'm just kidding, but um, I love Atala. I love that city. But I mean, really, I mean, it's. I was in a, I was in downtown Atala. When you think downtown Tallah, downtown Tala, you blink, you miss it, but. I had a more urban core in my ministry, if that makes sense. Like, you know, more city kids. Um, not more, you know, living in the suburbs. But they're living in downtown Atlanta. Yeah. And so um, I found this audio Bible called the Streetlights Bible. And it's just these four guys. Um, and they are connected to Humble Beast Records, which is a Christian um, hip-hop recording label. And it's just these four really creative like, guys. And they made an audio Bible over hip-hop beats.
1: Ah.
0: And so, like, they, like—and it's the ESV, but they literally just sit there and read the Bible, and it's over these, like, lo-fi hip-hop beats. And they've just recently completed the New Testament. Wow. They're working through the Psalms now. And so um, I have been using that on the way to—I was using it when I could drive because of my broke foot, which is a great story. But— I was using that on the way to work and when I'm like sitting and just just sitting there with the Lord like just praying and using listening to his word and it has been such a joy for my heart because I love I mean I love hip-hop music I think I've expressed that like I love rap music um, and it's just neat to hear these guys you know read the scriptures over it with this very lo-fi beat it's very calming it's very good um, it's very, I mean, and I think the guy's got great voices. I mean, it really is. And so um, one of the guys, Odd Thomas, um, you may know Odd Thomas. He was a, he's a Gospel Coalition guy. Um, he contributes a good bit. And so Odd Thomas, he's one of the rappers I actually reads over, reads the scriptures over. It's, it, nice. it's great. So I would encourage anybody, um, listen to it with your kids. I mean, it's, I mean, I think your kids really like it. And so Brooks likes it. Brooks danced to it. So he, nice. yeah, he likes it. And so um, what's a resource you'd recommend on the subject of fasting?
1: Yeah, and so, again, I'm bringing two. Uh, one that is a broader subject uh, on the spirit of the disciplines. Is the title of the spirit of the disciplines. Dallas the Willard. Yeah, da- Dallas Willard, the spirit of the disciplines. It's a really great book. He's a little bit different to read, so I would say that um, you got to slowly read through this guy. With a lot of meat there. but uh, And he spends a small amount of time giving brief overviews of different spiritual disciplines. And so I think that's uh, really, really good to read. Um, and, uh, he's just a different thinker, really good. But the, the book that I was actually surprised by when I started studying on fasting, uh, more in depth, I, over and over again, I saw this guy's name come up and different people I was reading. And the name was Arthur Wallace and his book called God's Chosen Fast. And I got the book and I thought this looks kind of like a dinky book, man. I, I don't see anything just by thumbing it. that looks really impressive. Uh, it doesn't look super academic. It doesn't look super like seminary level or about anything. And I thought it could be one of these like cheesy resources, yeah. but everybody had references. So I started reading it. And man, there's just so many good little nuggets in there and so much about fasting that just is it's it's a very unassuming book. Yeah. So I think it's easy to access. I don't even know if it's in print anymore, but I know you can buy it for cheap, like on Amazon use or something. Yeah. Um, and it's just a really good resource out there. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it, I was really surprised. I read it and I got a lot of good stuff out of it. Yeah. Hey, so look me- very plain and direct and to the Okay,
0: point. so so I'm this just, just gonna be like a just a little bit of a side quest here. Okay. Just a little bit of a side quest. We're gonna take a look. So one of the more popular books on Fasting on Amazon is Jensen Franklin's book. Now, yeah. N- yeah, now Jensen, theologically, I would say he's not sound. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I, I think he leans too much into the, and I don't want to say prosperity gospel, but it's more of this, uh, what did somebody call it the other day? It's kind of this feel good Christianity that's very popular with maybe guys. Tickle
1: the ears, Christianity I, a little bit.
0: I, maybe. i I I'd have to look it up. But like, there's these guys that like they 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 defined it for me and it was such a good term. I really liked it. But it's these guys like, you know, the hill song, the hill song of the world. The you know, the, we know like you know what I'm saying, like the hill song, yeah, the Bethels. Yeah, well yeah. Bethel's a whole other beast. Yeah, that's different. But <laughs> but you know what, what I'm saying? Line, like yeah. it's they're they're not teaching anything that's like anything like inherently unbiblical. But then they'll say something, you're like, okay, that's unbiblical. You know what I'm
1: saying? Like all like the yeah.
0: like 8 out of 10, and, 7 out of 10. And you know. Jesus
1: is not the center extolling thing in the sermon.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 it's what is Jesus for you. it's like a, mean, Jesus what is a means. What you get out of your relationship with yeah, Jesus? It's yeah, a, means to a, means to, a means to an is,
1: end. Is that, you think that's accurate? I think that's accurate.
0: Okay, so when you were studying for fasting, I saw that book inside your office. Yeah. You know, and, and I understand why you get it. I'm not like accusing yeah, you like, yeah. hey, bro, I saw you read <laughs> some heresy, man. Got you. I'm doing that. But like— when you see those things, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, when you go on Amazon and the top Christian guys, I mean, you're gonna see a lot of Joel Olstein, you're gonna see a lot yeah, of these guys, sure. Like, what would you recommend? Like, you know, I mean, like you just named like this really kind of obscure book that I've never heard of, yeah. And so, well,
1: and so let me put a little context on the books too. So, I, I like to always encourage people, I'll be back up. When I first became a Christian, I literally went to seminary within six months of becoming a Christian, so yeah. I, that was not a good idea. Probably they, they shouldn't have let me in. And when I got there, I'm trying to learn to read on stuff and I was hungry. And so my my classes weren't giving me enough to read that was in, 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 the, for my taste. And so I found this little theological like, bookstore in the middle of nowhere and down the street in Fort Worth, Texas. And um, I would go in there and just ask the guy, like, hey, so thankfully this guy was a solid, very yeah. theologically astute guy. Um, and I'd say, here, I want to learn about this. And he would point me to books. So what we would like—I think I would encourage most people to do is find somebody you trust, that you know they're solid. And I mean really solid theologically, that they're just all about Jesus and the Bible and, and everything just directed yeah, that way. Jesus. And then read their stuff they tell you to read. And then start picking up the things that are in the footnotes and reading those things. That's good. Um, and that's where I found this book. Everybody I read that I respected— not everybody. Several people mentioned this other book and this guy, and I thought I'm going to pick this book up and see if I can figure out gotcha. if there's anything good there. So, um, so that that's where I would encourage. You. Okay, there's, yeah. There's too much out there just to go to Amazon and type in. Yeah, I mean, things. I
0: mean, hundred percent, and that's and that's why I brought it up. Like, I mean, I, I wanted you to speak to that because we recommend these resources, and I think that you know so many times we have to wade through the filth to get to the to get to the good stuff. Yeah. No and doubt. especially when you go to like a Books a Million, which I mean, what's a bookstore? But um, you know, you got a Books a Million, you go to these things, and the number and the best selling books are you know they're not accurate depictions. They're not biblical. They're not sound. And there are books that are out there that are so good. Yeah, yeah. But how do we get there? How do we arrive at those? And so I just wanted them, I just wanted you to describe your process of that. And yeah, so.
1: and so, yeah. So And by the way, um, I think once you've developed a pretty solid understanding about subject matter or just in general, the scriptures and what the precepts are and yeah. what the things are that God says to do and his revealed will for us, yeah. like his commands and all that stuff, then I think you should read other people's points of view. A hundred percent, man. So that's why I've got that other book you mentioned on yeah, my well, shelf I mean, you, I'm reading other people's stuff and I, sometimes I find that I read something and even though this guy is off the mark on a lot of stuff yeah. he says some really cool things that are right on with scripture and um and i also want to know like if somebody if this is the top book on amazon and everybody's reading it i want to know what it is to yeah. see how to direct people away from it or towards it or whatever yeah
0: and i mean and, and the old saying is like you know broken a broken clots right twice a day yeah, yeah thing, you yeah, know yeah. and and i'm and, and listen like if jensen franklin somehow stumbles upon this like hey man yeah you know thanks for writing your book <laughs> you know appreciate you kind of i don't know you but anyway um, but I mean, like the other day, like, I mean, I was telling you, like, there's this guy that mean you kind of like, I mean, like he, he's one of the more popular preachers in the world right now. I mean, constantly all over my Instagram feed and I follow him cause he's a creative dude. His church is super creative and he said something and it was sound. It was biblical. And like, I mean, I, I like, teared up. I was listening to it. I was there getting ready. I teared up cause I'm kind of the, the season of life I was in. I was like, did I just get encouraged by this dude? Yeah. But like, You know what I'm saying? And so I think that like, and, and it's like you said, once you develop that base, I mean, sound biblical teaching. You're being discipled in those things. I think it's... I mean, I've got tons of guys on my shelf that I do not agree, like, all the way with. I may agree with them on one topic. Yeah. But... I mean, like, but at the same time, it's one of those things I think that you know you need to be engaging with. Those well, again, be, it's why yeah. we
1: need relationships with one another, and you need to have somebody in your life that is further along the path in their journey with Christ, mm-hmm. so that they can help guide you until you're able to be able to discern what's good and what's 100%. not in those ways. Yep.
0: And so for me, I'm gonna go back to this guy, A Hunger for God by John Piper. Yeah, great book, man. Wonderful book on fasting. Now, it once it a little more
1: difficult to read. I was
0: about to say, I love John Piper. But, man, at 20-year-old, when I discovered John Piper, I it was the hardest thing to read. Like, I mean, like, really. And, and still, I find myself hard to read John Piper. I He's like the modern-day Jonathan Edwards. You know oh, what I'm saying? Well, sure. I mean, I mean, I think everything he does, he's trying to interpret Edwards for us. But all he did was just make it, you know, just a little bit more palatable. But at the same time, like, it's it's a hard read. I mean, it's—, it's That it's,
1: book in particular, I've read it a couple of times. Yeah. And uh, it is really— it's 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 deep and i say that as in like when you're it's like you're not just like walking through the book reading you've got to trudge through that it's book not my mi- it's day. not mindless reading no you've got to be focused yeah like the other day it's worth it
0: yeah i've read some like non-fiction works recently after seminary because i can you know yeah. and i'm reading this guys i'm like congratulations hey, oh thanks dude and yeah. i'm just in a reading and i'm like man this is so easy like i forgot what easy reading was <laughs> you know what i'm yeah, saying sure. and so now but i'm kind of going back into you know these deeper works i'm like gosh like I forgot like how like you just gotta like you just constantly engage your mind in yeah. the midst of this. Yeah. And so, and I'm gonna recommend a, a sermon that I listen to on fasting. Um, it's from John Mark Comer. Okay, Bridgetown Church out in Portland, Oregon. Once again, now, now John Mark Comer not from the same stream, like theological stream yeah. that I'm in. Like, yeah. me and him don't hang out together in the same stream. I love John Mark Comer though; one of the best yeah, cultural he's critics. Really good
1: on good. stuff about disciplines, as and he's
0: well. not and, and, and great on disciplines, but he's not the most like expository preacher. He's yeah. not gonna like walk through a text and all these things. Well, he's, he's not even a
1: preacher. Yeah, he's... Uh, he, he has been a lead pastor, yeah. but he's not the lead pastor now of the church he started. Yeah. He's he's actually... Is that right?
0: So, okay, so he was he was the lead pastor of yep. a church. He started that. No, his father started. His dad started, right? And then he came in and, and then, stepped into the role. And then he left that, and now he pastors his own church, Bridgetown Church.
1: Yeah, but I don't think he's the main preaching pastor. There. No, he, no, he's the lead teaching pastor. Is he there? Yeah, yeah. He's the I'm teacher. so confused. Yeah he's, yeah, he's the lead teaching pastor of okay. Bridgetown. We'll see. It's,
0: it's him, and I'm about to say something... Him and, a, him and this woman that is, like, one of the lead teachers of their church. So, I mean, once again, not the same theological stream, right. you know. I mean, they're egalitarian, we're complementarian. But I do think that we can be encouraged by one another. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I'm not going to sit there and put my brother down because of a tertiary issue. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go to church with him. But once again, that's a whole other issue. I think we talked about that a few weeks ago on the podcast, me and Lou did. But anyway, you go back and listen to it. He has a sermon called, To Starve the Flesh and to Feed the Spirit. Hmm. And, oh my gosh! it is so enriching Thomas it is uh, so good I had to listen to it. And, and 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 he's a great communicator once again he's not the best expository preacher he'll reference the word he'll use the word and he, any he, and, and and it's sound I'm not going to disagree but it's just it's not the way that I, I don't I don't think you should preach the word that way does it make sense that's my opinion um but man it's so good and it's on his website it's phenomenal and so are you looking up to see if he's the, the lead teacher is that-
1: yeah so I'm looking at four sermons uh and in- or teachings. I mean, they're just teachings. Yeah. And uh, another guy is the primary guy on those four, three out of four is by somebody else. Really? On Bridgetown? Yeah. And maybe it's just their prayer stuff, but.
0: That's not their website.
1: Bridgetown Church? It's Bridgetown.Church. Is that Bridgetown.Church? Yeah.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Never mind then. Did he step down?
1: I'm pretty sure that he started it. If you read his story, I'm pretty sure that he started the church and realized that that really was was not his gift set. No, Are you sure? And then he he started the church, and then he realized it wasn't his gift set really to be the lead pastor and met with the elders and stuff, and they were talking, working it through. And he stepped aside to be a part of the church but not be the lead teaching guy. And there's another person that's the lead teaching guy. That's really
0: interesting. I'm i did not sure. did not realize that. Okay, pretty I'm going to sure. dive into that. That's good. All right. So anyway, that's a side topic, another side quest. All right, so let's talk about fasting. All right, so this is something that is kind of an obscure practice in the Baptist world in a lot of ways. Just going to go and call us out because, man, we like to eat, all right? And as Americans, <laughs> we like to eat. You know, I just made a Baptist joke. <laughs> but anyway, for real, we as Americans, we love to eat. We love to feed our bellies. Yeah. So fasting let's speak to it thomas we did an entire series on you know this last year and then you did another sermon on it and we went to a week of, of prayer and fasting um and man always 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 spiritually impactful for me i mean it's yeah. always so good for my heart and so yeah to speak to fasting
1: so i mean you know fasting is i think one of the most overlooked or non-engaged it's funny to use that word for it. Yeah, non-engaged spiritual practice in our time in the Western Church. I mean, I don't know many people that have actually have ever fasted before. Uh, when I meet people, and if you ask them about what they do, that's like Jesus—they they've never fasted. Um, but it's clear. I mean, the church history—the uh, first 400 years after Jesus uh, returned uh, back to be with the Father after the re- resurrection—fasting uh, was a major part of life yeah um, and you get the medieval times where a lot of stuff is lost period but, yeah. but most people today do not understand fasting
0: it kind of cracks me up man like you know the that, that period of the church like all the all the like the, the really solid guys became monks and they all like moved out to the desert like the desert father's yeah period. and then all the all of a sudden all the people were like hey we want to be around those guys and they went build cities around the monks yeah, yeah. you know it just kind of cracks me up but man these guys i mean the fast that they would do
1: yeah, there's a lot of kinds of fasting, right? I mean, and, and reasons for fasting. I think the biggest reason for fasting is simply, and this is not a quote from somebody, it's not something I'm going to bring in. This guy says that the biggest reason for fasting is that Jesus, when he fasted and prayed, was he went into the wilderness preparing for ministry, uh, and he was tempted by the enemy to turn stones into bread, and he said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but on every word from the Father. And so we, we truly are nourished by the Word of God and by God's presence more so than anything else. And a way to be reminded of that and to refocus is to go without the, this, the physical nourishment that we think we have to have all the time. And uh, every time we are hungry, every time we hear our stomach growl, every time we should be eating a meal or a snack, we use that time to commune with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's all about communing with the Lord as a reminder. This is actually a, a spiritual discipline. A lot of people put them in categories of engagement disciplines where you engage and, and some of disengagement, and this would be classified as a disengaging spiritual discipline. You disengage from something of the world in order to engage with the Lord yeah. more. and I, I, think I mean, to
0: starve the flesh, to feed the spirit.
1: Yeah, and, and I would tell you that I, I think that this one—I mean, you're preaching on one soon that, that is is really important and is really high up there. I think that people don't ever do, but I think this one, if you make it a regular practice uh, habitually yeah. to fast— um, when it's joined with prayer and seeking the Lord, I, I believe that it is probably one of the most life-changing ones of all the spiritual disciplines I can get in that. my life.
0: Yeah, I can get, get behind know? that. I mean, and if, when you read about the early church, like you know the Didache, you know, which is like the earliest known Christian writing that we can that we can think of, when we read that, you dive into it, man, it's really neat of reading what they did. They fasted two days a week corporately. Yeah, and that was just corporate fasting. You know, and and like, I mean, I'm sitting here like, you know, I've been thinking about that idea. What would it look like to like, you know, intentionally corporate fast for two days a week? You know, and I think Bridgetown did this. I think Bridgetown, like they had like corporate fast during the pandemic. Like, hey, how can we pray? How can we gather together? How can we do these things? Really interesting. I've always loved that idea. But when it comes to fasting for me, you know, personally, you talk about how like it's changed your life. The times that I've needed the most clarity from the Lord have came in seasons of fasting. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, when, right before I came to 12th Street, I'll never forget, I was seeking the Lord, trying to figure out what the Lord's will was in my life. And I said, you know what? I, I'm going to fast for three days. You know, I'm going to fast for three days. And so um, I just ate fruits for three days. I just ate nothing but fruits, just so that way I can just keep some nourishment, fruit and water. And I'll never forget, I was at Emma Sansom's, uh, I was at Emma uh lunchroom, I was a student teacher. And it was the third day, it was like the final day of my fast, I was about to break fast that night. And so I'm sitting there eating. And one of my student comes up to me and he goes, Man, you've ate a lot of bananas and apples the last few days.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, um and and, and and I was like, Yeah, man, yeah, I'm just you're just trying to just really just focus You know, I am once again, don't brag on a fast. I think that's kinda, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm fasting. Look at me, you yeah. know, like Pharisee cool things. But I just think back to that moment where the world really doesn't understand it. Like, you uh-huh. know, like, I mean like I mean, and I mean and, and if you saw me eating bananas and apples for a few days you're probably going to say hey bro like what's going on and I'd be like, hey man yeah I'm, I'm fasting right now you know just kind of in the season of prayer but I just kind of look back at that moment and go man this is the most one of the most understood practices of Jesus and I think and I look at Jesus when did Jesus fast 40 days in the desert the holy yeah. spirit led him into the desert and after after the 40th day he had been fasting for 40 days Yeah that's when the, that's, that's that's when the enemy came Yeah dude and yes. and, 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 and and I've always heard this growing up Mm. man I've always heard this man you know Satan just came at Jesus when he was at his weakest oh, no no Satan came at Jesus when he was at his strongest yeah when he was at mo- I mean when his flesh was literally starved Yep. Satan spiritually came he the strongest. spiritually yeah. he was the strongest I mean that gives me chills man Ooh, yeah, I love stuff. it and that's the thing is so yeah.
1: when do you pray how do you know when yeah. to pray how do you how do you fast I mean how do you know when to fast And I think for different reasons. I think you can fast because you want to refocus on the Lord because you've lost your focus and you want to kickstart that. You can fast when you want to uh, when you're seeking an answer from the Lord. It doesn't mean you're going to get it because you fast, but you're like, okay, Lord, I need to seek Your will, and I feel like I I cannot get my mind wrapped around what You want me to do here in this situation. So every time I've ever made a major change in my life, it's it's been since I've been a Christian. uh, It's come with me seeking and fasting and seeking the Lord. Yeah. And usually that means I'm fasting, going without food, and I'm praying a lot more, and I'm laying all my desires out before the Lord and giving them to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then when I feel emptied out of all that, and all I really want is Him, yeah, then I take a little bit of a break—not not not breaking the fast, but just break break from like seeking Him and praying and laying all this stuff out on the altar of the Lord in a a sense. And then I come back and I say, "Okay, Lord, when I really I've double checked, I I really feel empty of desire other than wanting You. Mm -hmm. What do You want me to do for You?" And then I listen, and I read scripture, and I listen, and I'm reading scripture the whole thing. So I, I think there's that. I think that. Well, I mean, be- and
0: Jesus says this to Satan. I mean, to, I mean, to Satan, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Yeah. And there was this, there was this, there was this really obscure um, Christian hip hop artist. I don't even think he's produced any music. His name is Fornone, phenomenal. I mean, like super biblical stuff. I read this article that he did on like feasting on the word before feasting on a meal.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And I mean, and this is just a typical practice, like like before you eat feast on the word, like, like when yeah. you're, when you're sitting at the table That's together, great. I mean, it's just really good. But I mean, I think about like, when I like, like fasting just in general, like a lot of people, we think it has to be, you know, all these different things for me, like you said, it's just engaging with the word. It's engaging with the Lord, letting him speak to us and starving our flesh, like just like withdrawing and all these things. And then going back to this, I meant, I meant, I mentioned meant, meant to mention this when we recorded our episode on prayer. So I'm kind of kicking myself, but this is for free. <laughs> Why do we pray? Why do we do these things? Why do we fast? Because we want to align ourselves with God's will. We're not praying to change God's will. We're not fasting to change God's will. God's will has been set for us. How can we align ourselves more with his will? How can we do sure. these things? And starving our flesh, feeding our spirit well, allows I, us I, I to do that. i take that even
1: further. I'd say yeah. it, it, it's, it's to remind us and to reset us to where our hope is, to where oh, our joy yes. is. That's good. It's in Him. Yeah. It's in Him alone. It's not in our circumstances. It's not in the successes or the failures or the sufferings. It's in the Lord. And so I think that's part of what fasting does for us. So, just, so you can also fast. It's like a realignment. In yeah, a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can also fast because you want to fast for holiness. You, you fast to, to ask the Lord to reveal what your other hungers are that you're satisfying and not in the Lord, but in things that are unhealthy mm. for you. And um, taking that time, and there's all kinds of reasons to fast, but but the big thing is I think we should do it. Yeah, you know, and it should be it. So so what kinds of fasting? You can fast from a, an absolute fast. Uh, I've done this before. You fast completely from all food. You did and this last drink. year, didn't you? Yeah. So I've done, I did it last year for like a week. Um, I've done it for, for when I've sought the Lord's will. I usually fast absolutely like no water except a sip, just because my mouth is is like so parched. Um, But when I fast for like a week, you've got to drink fluids. You know, you can't do that. It's not healthy. Um, But I I think most people probably won't do much of the absolute fast. I think you can fast. Like I've done a recent fast where I fasted from morning and noon, and I ate dinner together with my family and broke my fast at night. Um, you can do fasting where you just fast from certain foods. That's what Daniel did, or in the book of Daniel. Yeah, the Daniel fast. You know, you, you only eat vegetables. You don't eat meats or sugars or any of that kind of stuff. So there's all kinds of fasts out there. We've got a guide that we offer that's on our website under prayer and fasting and uh, next steps. You can look under that website link and find uh, our guide there that gives a good introduction. But those are some options about fasting. The bigger part, though, is it's about enjoying the Lord and seeking Him for community. Yeah. Um but I think that's a, a good place to start. Would be just say, okay, fast from a meal a for a day, mm-hmm. and do it once a week.
0: Yeah, that's what uh that that's what my bro Bridgetown. I think that's what they did. They fasted lunch together.
1: Now, if you already skip lunch, usually, I wouldn't use that. Why right? would
0: you? Yeah, why would you do that? Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and on top of that, like again, like it's kind of a trend right now, like in the fitness world, intermittent fasting. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's not. I mean, it can be. I guess if you want to like make it spiritual, all this, but. I'm, a sli- I'm asleep when I'm intermittent fasting. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so, I mean, like when I do that. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, once again, the world misunderstands what it is. And there are health benefits to fasting and doing those things. But, man, when you are seeking the Lord and all these things, you know, pray for the Lord to reveal what kind of fast you need to do. You know, and that's, yeah. I mean, I have a friend of mine that when we were in college, um, and it's crazy. I had not seen this dude since this day. I mean, it's just so funny to me. He was a super spiritual guy. I mean, almost mystic, you know, just kind of made me very uncomfortable. Still would make me very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But um, he he just felt led by the Lord just to do a 40-day juice fast. Mm-hmm. Just do, drink, nothing but, drink nothing but fruit and vegetable juices for 40 days. Yeah. And oh my gosh, at the end of that 40 days, every sentence that that dude said was about Jesus. Yeah. And I mean, and it was because, I mean, dead serious for 40 days, he had starved his flesh. And yeah. walk through those things. And so, I mean, I would just, I mean, and, and one of the most you know, life changing things for me, um, once again, going back to this, there's a book, it's called A Call to Die by David Nasser. And mm-hmm. part of it was a 40 day fast of something. And I laid off of soft drinks, I think, at the time. I think that was like four, I fasted off soft drinks. And Jason Rogers gave me that book. And man, that
1: book changed my life. And yeah, so. And let's take a note real quick to you about that. I mean, yeah. interrupt you, but it's. A lot of people say oh, I'm gonna fast from TV, yeah, or I'm gonna fast from I to bring Netflix up. or something, you know. And that's probably good for you to like take a break a digi- from those things. I would call
0: that a, in, in in our modern day a digital fast, but that's not what the biblical practice of fast. No, yeah, is. yeah.
1: So I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's fasting according to the Bible. The Bible yeah. is to starve your body of 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 its normal needs. In order to feast on the Lord, mm-hmm. and so I, I think it's good. You want to take a break from digital social media? Good, do 100%. it. Hundred percent. Yeah, do, do You it.
0: need to do a digital fast. But when we when we talk about fasting right here, yeah, you know, biblically speaking, it is taking away from the body to feed the spirit. Yeah. And so, and I mean, I, I just I, I see it all the time, especially Lent coming up. I mean, we're about to see this. Like yeah, you know, yeah. people post, "I'll see you in forty days." I'm doing a Facebook fast.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's good for you, but it's not the same thing. I can't roll my eyes harder. And I I will say this too, though. For some of you that are are thinking, well, I'm diabetic. I can't fast like that. Or I've got this issue. I have to take medication. I can't fast like that. Yeah, but you can find something in your diet that you love and you eat regularly that you can do away with for a while. And and when you desire it, that'll remind you. And when you're... Hungry for that thing. I mean, there there are steps you can yeah, take. That I haven't are looked
0: into it, but I'm wondering if there may be a resource out there for for that. Oh, I'm, you know, sure, I'm, there I'm are. sure there. I'm sure there is. Yeah, like you know, like sure you know, some, like some kind of Christian diabetic fasting guide. Like I don't know that. I mean, if, if it's not out there, maybe it'd be something you could look into and yeah, and create, and I think it's different. I, mean, I
1: think it's different for yeah. people that are type one, type two. Yeah, and, and
0: obviously, I mean, them. you know, consult with your doctor, talk to those things. But I mean, like you said, I mean, there's obviously something in your life that you know you can obviously take away. Yeah, you know, I mean. One of my one of my favorite pastors on the planet. He's a, lo- he's a local pastor in town. My man loved Diet Mountain Dew, loved it to the point where like he stopped at the same gas station every morning and got Diet Mountain Dew. And so he felt compelled to fast you know, from Diet Mountain Dew, so he stopped stopping at this gas station. Three weeks later, he goes back and he goes there and gets like a Powerade Zero. The girl noticed he
1: was missing, <laughs>
0: and she was like. Where have you been? He's like, well, you know, I've just like, you know, just sat off the Mountain Dew, and he had an opportunity to witness to her.
1: That's great. She probably thought he had died from too many yellow five. <laughs> you know what you I'm know? saying? It's a, it's a, it
0: just kind of cracks me up because like he just felt compelled. He's like, man, I, I need a fast forward down Mountain Dew. It's, it's, yeah. it's got to – and, and this is something, man. What's got a grip on your life? Yeah. Ooh, man, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, what's got a grip on your life? Fast from it. Like, if it, yeah. and, and most of them, I'll tell you the biggest thing that we have, food. Yeah. Our bellies
1: tell we us. We go that. there when we need comfort. Mm-hmm. We go there when when everything is hard. Uh, we, we go there to start our day. We go there to end our day. We go there because we have a board. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it is it yeah. is the thing. You know, how about we try the Lord, take a fast day, and just fast. When you're bored, the try Lord.
0: the Lord. Yeah, that's the song. You write it. it, it no. <laughs> I was trying to be so cheesy, and then, like, you just, like, went with it, and it kind of scared me for a second. <laughs> so, y'all, you got anything else you're going to add about fasting? I, I just man, it will it will change your life. Uh, 100%. I mean I look back it's at the moments effort. in my life that have been the most spiritually impactful and this most of the time in the season of fasting. I mean where the wire felt the Lord the loudest, you know, and so y'all thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Rechurch Podcast. We will see you next week.